0: Well, hello, church, and welcome to this edition of the Post-Sermon Wrap-Up Podcast. This is Pastor Kevin, and I'm here with Pastor Scott. Hey, and we are here to talk about walking in the light, living in the light. This week's, this last week's sermon was from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 7 to 14. Mm -hmm. And if you had to summarize the whole sermon in one sentence, how would you do so?
1: Probably be something very similar to what my main point was, I would, I would guess. But, I mean, really, this is, I mean, the the big idea here is this contrast between light and darkness. And so really, Paul is just trying to remind them, hey, you have been brought out of darkness. Mm-hmm. Therefore, walk in the light and don't, you know, play the the, the games of darkness, right? Like that. Yeah. that was who you once were but now you are called to live in this new light identity that God has given you.
0: Yeah, so and you talked about how light refers to revelation mm-hmm. and righteousness, yep. and darkness refers to ignorance and evil. Mm-hmm. Scott, why why is it that we love darkness rather than light? Mm-hmm. Why is it that we love ignorance and evil rather than righteousness and God's revelation? Yeah, I
1: mean, Scripture... Uh, makes it clear that because of our sin nature that's uh, that 's who we are, uh, hmm. so because of adam 's sin and this inheritance of a sin nature uh, Romans chapter five, like we are uh, by nature uh, a people who are bent towards evil and ignorance okay. um, our our eyes are naturally blinded doesn 't mean you know, as we make clear to everybody, it doesn't mean that <clears throat> we are as bad as we could be. Uh, it doesn't mean everybody is as evil or as ignorant as they could be because we know plenty of very churched kids who are very moral kids. Yeah. Um, but God has not lifted that veil from their eyes yet. They have not truly trusted in, in the Lord. Um, and plenty of people who are ignorant to the Lord's doing, but you know, are not as bad as they could be. So it's just, it is fascinating, uh, to, to think about, um, you know, the way I explain this with people, it's, it's kind of the, um, when we talk about the, the total depravity of man, that doesn't, again, mean that we're as bad as we could be, but, um, it's it's what I call the banana theology where you know where you put the banana into your, your lunchbox and suddenly everything is tainted with the taste. Everything of, tastes
0: yeah, like banana um,
1: <laughs> mint is another illustration of that, right? You put like uh food in the a pervasive. cabinet with a bunch of mint and yeah. then all of a sudden all your food has a taste of mint to it. And so it shows that just sin taints every part of who we are uh, yeah. as
0: as a as a person. So um you know, going along with that, because Paul's writing to Christians here, mm-hmm. right? And yes. and so he's calling Christians to, to walk in the light. And mm-hmm. he says, you know, in verse 14, awake, O sleeper, and arise mm-hmm. from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Is mm-hmm. the sleeper, in verse 14, a Christian who has been deceived mm-hmm. and lulled to sleep by sin?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good question. And honestly, one that depends somewhat on again how you take what he's talking about up in verse eleven with exposing uh the works of darkness there, right? So are we talking about exposing the deeds of darkness in unbelievers? Or are we talking about exposing the deeds of darkness in uh you know struggling struggling Christians? I mean, it just it's it's all kind of a, yeah. a tangled mess there where sometimes those things are not very clear. And so Uh, that was one of the biggest challenges this week is understanding who is the audience that he's talking to here in verses 11 through 14 not so much the audience but so much of the who are we called to expose right uh darkness in because it does affect a little bit of how you look at that verse there because if you see it as the the unbeliever there's a lot of language in scripture that speaks to uh this idea of sleep or even i mean we Not very often that we will call a Christian dead, right? Right, Right? right. that language there, dead. uh, We saw it back in chapter 2. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. And so there's a very good reason to believe that this could be a uh, non-Christian here. Uh, But it also very well could be a a Christian because, look, I mean, if you think about... uh, 1 Thessalonians, I think it's 1 Thessalonians chapter uh, 5 is uh, another place where he uses that type of language to speak of Christians who would become, uh, for lack of better words, lethargic and uh, lazy, right? So chapter 5 verse 4, Paul writes to the Thessalonians, he says, But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober, right? So there's a sense in which spiritual lethargy is a very real threat to Christians as well. And so... Um, no matter what, um, so the, I would probably say that it's probably maybe speaking more to that, if, if I had to, like, be nailed to one thing here in that second half, I would probably say it is speaking to Christians struggling, um, in sin, playing with the deeds of the darkness. No matter what, that is a gospel hope verse there, right? Yeah. It is a call, because no right. matter if you're speaking to the Christian or to the non-Christian, um, there is a call for them to, to, um to wake from their lethargy, to wake from their darkness, um, and to seek the the light of Christ, right? And the light of Christ is life. We talked about that on Sunday, how light and life are two words that yeah. go together in the yeah. Scripture, right? So Jesus, when he says he is the light of the world, whoever follows him will know not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life itself. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, very it's fast. a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful
0: thing. So, okay, so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you actually how do you actually live this out like what does this Mm -hmm. actually look like for a group of Christians to walk in the light on Mm -hmm. Sunday you talked about first John you you had that great uh, Mm -hmm. parallel cross-reference to Mm -hmm. first John verses chapter 1 verses uh, 1 to uh, uh, verses 5 to 9 I think in chapter 1 Mm -hmm. there but the question is how do how do we actually practically mm-hmm. confess our sins mm-hmm. first our ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, so expose the sin that we're struggling with mm-hmm. and bring that into light? Mm-hmm. And then how do we how do we help our brother or our sister mm-hmm. who's deceived or asleep or lulled to to apathy in mm-hmm. their sin? Yeah. Like how does this practically mm-hmm. look on Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, two different scenarios there. you're talking about the person who maybe is desiring to walk in the light and right. the other one maybe who is not as willing to to walk in the light as, as they should. Because so, I mean, in the
0: first one, right, mm-hmm. it's like, well, hey, if I tell people what I'm really struggling with, I'm just going to be judged. I'm just going to mm-hmm. be shamed. Yep. I'm just going to be punished. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be mm-hmm. ostracized. And right yeah. now, I, I don't need that. I need mm-hmm. help. So how yeah. do I... Like, what? what is God's wisdom here for his design? Yeah, absolutely. So,
1: um, I mean, we t- touched on this a little bit on Sunday, but there's there's all kinds of things that surround us, right? Because if it was just that we were called to expose the darkness, then that could be done with all kinds of wrong motives and attitudes. And so, we want to keep in mind the idea that to walk in the light with other people is to understand that we're walking in this journey hand-in-hand knowing, I mean, this, this is kind of the... Uh, Paul Tripp's uh, Instruments in the Redeemer's Hands, right? People in need of change, helping people in need of change. So um, it begins first with ourselves, knowing that we are not any better than anyone else, right? So this is something that we have to apply first and foremost to our own hearts. Um, But helping others to walk in the light, I think, I mean, we think about, so bringing sin into light, let's talk about that for just a moment. Understanding that what that looks like is... Confessing sin in its appropriate context, right? So mm-hmm. confessing sin does not mean that you have to go out on You know Facebook and blurt out to the world what you just did right, but it does mean that you need to um, Number one if you have personally sinned against somebody you need to go and admit that sin and that fault to them to seek Reconciliation with them, but it does mean you also um, I mean <laughs> talked about this on Sunday. You 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 cannot walk in the light on your own Yeah it's impossible to do. In fact, First uh, John chapter 1, uh, there says that if we confess our sins, uh, we, you know, have fellowship with one another. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, you ask yourself, well, who are we confessing our sins to? Well, I definitely think we're confessing our sins to God, but we also have to confess our sins to others. Because who else is going to help us walk in the light? How are we going to know those things apart from other people who are there to help us? And so understanding that if you're not somebody who is deeply tied to some form of biblical community here at the church that's where it tangibly begins that's why we uh, at the beginning of the year really pushed hard for our life group ministries our discipleship ministries um, hmm. obviously if there's, you know, a need for, for counseling ministry. Obviously, that's a huge place. Prayer ministries, there's, there are places that there are appropriateness to this, right? So you mm-hmm. don't just confess your sins necessarily if you like to, to just anyone, right? right. Uh, but you have to have uh, a people who are there. That, and to confess your sins is not just to admit what you did wrong, but then to ultimately then seek to mm-hmm. to want to walk, to remedy that, there's right? It's an agreement so, with mm-hmm. God yes. that's
0: like, this was wrong. And yeah it's no longer going to, I no longer believe it will satisfy me. It's not going to bring me Mm -hmm. satisfaction. Yeah. So there's a repentance that's included Mm -hmm. in that confession. But so, so speak to a moment. If there's, Mm -hmm. let's say there's somebody listening that, that if they were honest, Mm -hmm. would say, I've never confessed Mm -hmm. any of my sins Mm -hmm. to another Christian. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I've never done that. Yeah.
1: What would you say to that person? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. That's a great question, because um, I'm, I'm sure that what you just described there is not too uncommon. Sure. Uh, right. Yeah. So, so you're not so, alone. First of yeah. all, you're not alone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Um, boy, I I would say to that person that um, you're probably your your motivation for not doing so is fear when your greater motivation should be joy. And mm-hmm. that, I know that sounds really odd or really weird, but um Sunday we talked about that pride so often is the thing that stands in the way. Um, we're our worst enemy when it comes to confessing uh sin or dealing with sin, right? Because yeah. we think to ourselves, well, you know what? I'm strong enough. I can do this. Like I can just do better this next time <laughs> and I don't need help. We've all played that and game, right? And yeah. we know what happens, yeah. right? So yeah. understanding that True repentance, this is where it's important to understand, true repentance means a a, a real desire to change, right? Mm. A real desire to not run back to these old ways. And so repentance, like, this is why other people are so important to help you in this, to understand, like, sometimes, even though you are maybe a Christian, God has opened your eyes, as we've said before, we all have blind spots, right? And so we don't even realize that there are very... Tangible things that we are doing that it's like well well no wonder you're struggling with this yeah. right and so sometimes you need somebody else who's there to help you know <laughs> help you take that speck or the plank out of your own eye right, right. like I mean, yeah. obviously we need to do that for ourselves but sometimes other people that's why right. um, the I, second I, step I, is to remove the speck and right other... <laughs> like you still have to remove the the issue and so yeah. uh, so some, that's why we need other people is that. You know, if we're wondering, why in the world do I keep struggling with this? Well, maybe it's because you are blinded to something that you're not even recognizing in this situation. And you need somebody to speak truth into that. Um, but again, our pride often stands in a way of wanting to to actually do that there. so
0: Now, let's keep this conversation mm-hmm. going for just a few more yeah, minutes. Absolutely. You're still talking to the person who says, mm-hmm. if I was honest, mm-hmm. I can't remember any time that yeah. I've ever confessed any sin to anybody. Mm-hmm. Look that person in the eye and Mm -hmm. say, what difference does Jesus make?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. So I think that you understand that with Jesus, there is no shame, right? Mm -hmm. There is no shame to come to to Christ, right? There's no sin that he is not able to forgive or to undo, right? So um, I think of... uh, you know, that first John passage, right? Um, we didn't go all the way down into the, the chapter two here, right? But or you you end in verse nine, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Yeah. Chapter two, I, I this is a really sweet part of this that so we didn't <laughs> have time to go into, right? But he yeah, says, my is little, my little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin, right? Yeah. So... John's being very clear. I'm writing these things to you so that you can live as as holy and as pure and yeah. as unadulterated from the world as possible. But, meaning understanding that the reality is this is going to be hard and yep. it's probably going to be impossible. But if anyone does sin, which is very likely, we have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus the righteous, right? notice that he is the one who is cleansing us from all the unrighteousness yeah. because he is the righteousness for us. Yes. He is the propitiation, the the forgiveness. He is the the one who uh removes sin, uh, not only for ourselves, but also for the world, right? So we have somebody Jesus makes all the difference understanding that when we come to him, there is actual hope. Yes. Right? So other people are there as a, as a means that God is giving us hope, but like we know with Christ there is actual tangible hope
0: for walking in the light. It's wonderful. You know, Jesus is the light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Jesus is full of glory, and he loves us, and he died mm-hmm. for us. He, take, he took our place. He paid for our sin. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have to live in darkness. We don't have to live mm-hmm. in ignorance. We don't have to live in evil anymore. Mm-hmm. Christ Paid the penalty for all of that sin, so that we could be clothed in His righteousness. Isn't that amazing? Incredible. And just to think about the the hope of the gospel. And so, you know, uh, Paul is writing to the Ephesians. He's trying to help them say, like, live out who you are. Like, Mm -hmm. become who you are in Christ. Like, walk in a manner that's that's in the light, because you are you are light. Mm -hmm. You've been hidden in Christ. Your life has been hidden in Christ, and so. I just want to make sure that our church understands we're not just talking about some uh behavioral tricks or some you know tips on how to mm-hmm. tweak your, yeah. your your guilt or like mm-hmm. we're talking about radical yeah. transformation <clears throat> by the power of Jesus mm-hmm. that he sets us free mm-hmm. and Jesus makes light possible. Mm-hmm. I just I love how uh Jesus was talking about this with Nicodemus Mm -hmm. in John chapter 3. And this is actually the passage (laughs) at the end where he says men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. But before he says that, he says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever Mm -hmm. believes in Jesus should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Mm-hmm. In other words, Jesus isn't just a darkness hunter. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, he's not just there with the big, long, waggy finger. You mm-hmm. know, like He's not there. Jesus didn't come to condemn, but he came in order that the world might be saved through him. Mm-hmm. So whoever believes in Jesus is not condemned, but whoever does not believe in Jesus is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Mm-hmm. And this is the judgment of those who do not believe, mm-hmm. that light has come to the world, and people love darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light. It does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may clearly see, be seen mm-hmm. that his works have been carried out yeah. in God. Mm -hmm. So God's doing an amazing work of salvation and sanctification in Mm -hmm. those who are his children of the light. Mm -hmm. So what's what's some of the fruit of the light, by the way? What did what did Ephesians five tell us is Mm -hmm. the result of being children of light? Yep. All that is
1: good. All that is right. All that is true. So just talking about and think about these fruits here. You know, we talked about these are the fact that these are life-giving and life-giving means it's not just life-giving for yourself, but life-giving towards other people, right? So this is this is why so often these works are the very things that stand in such contrast to the works of the world. And mm-hmm. these are the world that uh, causes the world to be in darkness. The world recognizes goodness yeah. and righteousness and truth, right? It's attractive. It's It is. Well, and it's it's rare, right? Yeah. Wickedness yeah. is rampant,
0: but <laughs> That's to see true. That's true.
1: people truly walking in goodness, right? So, this tangible expression of generosity and seeking uh, the good in other people, mm-hmm. right? Bring out the best for them. Um, this idea of walking in, in righteousness, that which is consistent with the character and the qualities of God. And then truth not so much being truth as we think about uh being a people of the world although that is uh and in, and in, in entailed in that um truth really speaks of that sincerity and singular mindedness of heart that is trustworthy it is reliable integrity. it is integrity yeah, yeah. and yeah. i mean yeah we think about in people like man to speak of somebody who has integrity hmm. uh like that that stands out yeah right so yeah. Um, integrity does not try to walk in the darkness. Right. Integrity is, uh, in fact, one of the probably best definition we've heard people talk about. Integrity is being the same person by yourself that you are right. around other people. Right. Um, and that's very uh, pertinent as we think about walking
0: in the light. Walking in yeah. the light. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been very good. Thanks so much for taking time to encourage us here today. Absolutely. Um, and church, we just we just are really praying as we go through this series mm-hmm. that God will change uh me first and us together, uh that we would uh become more who God has made mm-hmm. us to be. <laughs> yep. That we would practically live out this glorious privilege of mm-hmm. our salvation. So be light shiners. Mm-hmm. Uh so we're gonna close out today by Scott's gonna sing um this little light of mine. So sing us well, out. Oh that's
1: not appropriate because uh <laughs> number one we don't want to lose the the couple followers we have. Number two, singing does not come until next week. That's next week's where okay. we address one. I'll other. save that until next week. We got a lot. Yeah. I yes. mean, I can already tell next week's might be a multi-part sermon. Hey, uh, don't, tempt don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. We got time management. We got drunkenness. We have singing. We. I mean. There is a lot of things in this next week, so we got a lot to pack in. Well, in such a keep short time. your
0: channel tuned to this <laughs> Newcastle pulpit church. We're excited to keep learning and growing with you. We love you. Have a great week. Yep, God bless.